0: hello universe or whatever this uh, this trip down simulation lane is offering us as human beings experiencing the quantum reality of multiple choice tests again and again and again and again I say hello to you all and I suppose Trying to open this in a capacity that isn't pre-conceived is impossible because as much as I believe that the free-flowing nature of my subconscious conversation is an asset, whenever I try to uh, corral that so that I can present it in some sort of digestible access point to other people i uh fall into the trap of trying to guess the reaction thus already tainting how my presentation will be offered because i'm forward guessing how i'm going to be received and until i really can let go of the audience, as it were, and just speak, I'm always offering something slightly not myself. And I've become crystal clear on that point. And I think I can speak for all of us that, in some capacity, we all suffer that delusion that we are capable of removing ourselves from an equation in which we're going to be reacting to the response that our actions are going to create, and acting as if we can't, and then what? The next steps that we can pull ourselves above that and just be bigger than the moment. We always care what other people think about us. To pretend we don't is impossible. It's a nice idea, but we always care. And actually, I think it's a nicer idea that we do always care. Because if we didn't, then I think somewhere in the undercurrent of what really makes us human, we wouldn't be the creatures we are. So, for me, the, the earliest memory I have of um, what, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, some sort of divine external ego reality realization, or at least one that's crystal clear, that's early, is <clears throat> seeing a Dennis the Menace cartoon that I believe I saw in my grandmother's house in a book of cartoons from like the 40s. And if not, I think it is nonetheless a childhood memory from an older book. So it's one of those uh, cartoons where the drawing itself is as much the comedy as the actual um, joke in, inherent in the, in whatever. Why am I talking like this? So the cartoon is Dennis walking into the room, holding a, loosely around him a towel, and he's been drawn with bangs and bruises <clears throat> on his body. And the caption is, that new dryer sure packs a wallop, And his mom is in the room that he's entering with that stunned look of, oh my God, what is my son Dennis up to now? Uh, Response. And what I remember about the cartoon is obviously quite a bit, but what I remember about the cartoon (laughs) is that there was this look on Dennis's face like, I'm doing what I got to do. You know, you buy a new dryer, I'm going to go check it out and see how hard it is, how hard it hits. And I remember thinking at the time, well, Dennis is Dennis. And it was the first conscious moment that I've been able to backtrack, at least that's stumbled into my conscious moments today, where I had that thought of people are who they are. And yet, my immediate response to, well, Dennis will be Dennis was and that is not who I am. Because one thing I knew in that moment was that I'm not the guy that goes into the new dryer and puts it on tumble to see what kind of a wallop it packs. John will not be Dennis. And John will not be Dennis, I think thematically, started a whole tumbleweed of John will not be Because for some reason in life, I seemed to not be able to chase who I really was by looking inward. I took that chase externally, and it cost me a lot. And I don't know why I did it. I really don't. As a matter of fact, I don't think I consciously did it. I don't know that I knew how to how to come to peace with who I was. I don't know if I knew how many false leads I was stumbling down trying to discover myself when in fact I was always facing the wrong direction in the first place. And I don't know why I did any of it in capacity that I don't feel like I had the sort of troubled childhood or the, disadvantaged makeup sheet that necessitates I go out you know early in the slasher film or that at least it turns out I'm the slasher it just I should have been you know Johnny number three who is there at the end but dies that noble death because he doesn't understand that the garage door was open because the killer was hiding up above it that's me you know, and instead, I'm the guy that either is rigging the garage door for the killer or the guy who's running away from the situation entirely because who wants to get killed so if I'm not the scheming Machiavellian the mischief making um. hollowed-out, faithless, diabolical excuse of an existence, then I'm the coward, usually vacating the premises of a fire that I started myself while calling in an arson claim for damages. I mean when you get right down to it my own personal reckoning was one of coming to terms with some despicable tendencies and in most cases they boil down to a simple disregard for the value I could bring to the world in spite of all the setbacks and obstacles between me and a graceful version of myself. And it was easy to talk myself into not being up to that challenge. God, it was easy. <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, it was so easy that <clears throat> I have a feeling. I'm not alone in having found comfort in the false blanket of delusional (coughs) thought that nihilism offers. None of which I think is ultimately sustainable. I mean, depending on your definition of what you can sustain. But (coughs) for me, personal integrity somewhere drew a line that I couldn't cross. And that's not to say that's with some sort of noble or uh, knight-filled glory. No. I mean, we got down to some of the lines where it's like, well, if you cross that line, that means you're the biggest piece of shit in the universe. Are you going to cross it. Nope. I found moral fiber at the bottom of the barrel. There was some sledge looking down at me, wondering how I got so dirty under them. But I didn't fall out of the barrel. And I don't think anybody around me has either. And I see all the shenanigans in the world. I see all the looping back of karma. I see all the cycles. I mean, for being fair, the universe laughed at me directly last night. And then laughed at me again for just its own amusement. And I'm not saying I didn't deserve it. I did. And I understand so clearly now how I fit into this universe. And I never used to know that. As a matter of fact, it's funny I had to pause after saying that to make sure I believed it. And I do. I finally do. And this isn't some woo-woo moment of, I found my faith in Jesus god no well not god no god no i don't know what the vibrational harmony is that the universe offers us to live inside of but there's there's energy that flows through us like the force obi-wan whatever listen isn't about woo-woo crap. I'm not even here to discuss it. I'll just say that I believe in things now and understand things now that I didn't... I didn't know how to perceive until I'd sent myself all the way down analytical road and come up empty. And having given up because... I just assumed I wasn't smart enough to figure it all out. The universe gave me a break. And so I'm here to tell you that the break was there the whole time. And I don't know why I had been so susceptible to the easy way out solutions in life. I don't know why I had been so cleverly conscious of the gaps that are available in the cracks of interpersonal relationships, systematic operations, day-to-day organizational processes constantly looking for the the pennies not being counted i don't know why i see the universe that way and i certainly don't know why when i see the universe that way that my reaction to it was to fill my personal pockets with the gaps i knew the universe was offering I figured it was the just desserts of a world run amuck that those of us who could see the chaos could at least collect some of the diamonds that were dribbling out of the mine. Now I see that the whole reason that the mine was dribbling diamonds was because I was willing to take them. And so, the epiphany of, well how did I get here? And that Talking Heads song always was so, David Burns a weirdo for me, until I woke up and thought, well, how did I get here? And that morning was, well, two or three, four, five years ago, I can't actually say because it took me, like many things in life do, a long time of realizing that things had changed before I woke up and thought hey wait a second you know what I think this is different than it was yep I'm not exactly always on target with my powers of observation sometimes they're pointed in the wrong direction and I'm overlooking things in life that are slapping me in the face like an uncooked piece of meat but What I'm also keenly aware of now is how hmm, overt those signals from the universe are when you are being a knucklehead. When you are Dennis the Menace coming out of the laundry room bruised and beaten by the new dryer. (laughs) Because of course you are. That's what dryers do. They take eight-year-old boys who are willing to tumble inside of them, and they beat the shit out of them. (sighs) And, as a general pussy in life, I certainly wasn't up to the task of taking on dryers and their tumble settings and some capacity to think that i had the stamina to put up those kinds of fights and i know there are some bruisers out there who can not only take a punch but can take a punch until they've made their point that they will stand against every punch that somebody wants to throw i have never been that guy but lately i gotta say i'm starting to find some things in life where If the punches are being thrown, I'm gonna stand on that wall, and you may take me down, but there are certain lines we just cannot cross. As human beings, I think we're losing track of that. And I'm just unwilling to accept that we're gonna slide right down off some slope that will never let us come back. And the swirling cycles are against us, I promise you. And I don't mean some evil cauldron of witches brew is cycling against us. I'm saying we've all lived these kind of slippery lives, slippery enough that there's karma out there that's sliding back against us, all of us, collectively. And I'm as much to blame, if not more to blame than any other individual in the path. And some of you have led noble lives to the point that you are saints. I understand. There are so many innocents that have just been taken down at a time when there was no choice for them. They never even got to live the life that they were fulfilled for. They were just obliterated. But those obliterations matter too. You don't just get to pretend they didn't exist. All that unfulfilled potential stacks up. So, it isn't that I believe some evil reptilian shape-shifting lizard Demonic species from underground is coming up to subvert humanity although If that is happening Would I be able to figure it out anyhow seriously kind of like that whole simulation thing, right? I mean if we're all here to test the simulation, how could we possibly? Anyhow, my point is none of that even matters and boy did I think it should matter and somewhat still have a hard time letting go of the fact that it doesn't but it doesn't because the only thing that matters is that what we do to each other does come back again and again and again and again it reverberates across time across life it reverberates across the universe and I don't I don't understand why but I know it's true and I know that this all sounds like I read a Dianetics book and now I'm going to get you to speak chapters 13, 17 in the appendix to you, and you're going to think I'm the new guru. I am absolutely not any of that. No way. In fact, I'm just trying to experience truth for the first time in my life. I work in a meat counter at my local grocery store. I'm, no, I'm nobody, but I'm everybody. There is no nobody, and there is no somebody. We're all each other. We're all the manifestation of what it is to occur in the human experience. And it's struggle, it's challenge, it's self-doubt, it's self-loathing, it's enjoyment, it's ecstasy, it's celebration, it's community, it's struggle. And I have made the struggle harder And harder and harder than it had to be. Across decades of life. Embarrassingly so. And not because. I'm some sort of masochistic. Entity trying to. Punish myself. I was trained. Not to like myself. And I ran with it. And I know that you're being trained to think the same stuff. And all I want to do is show you how I unwound the knot that I had tied all around myself that had paralyzed me from believing I was even worthy of getting out my own front door. I had lost so much of my humanity that I was capable of anything. And I think ultimately, when I got to that point of reckoning, the universe told me to stop. That there's value. In all of us. That everybody is on the verge of turning it around. At every moment in life. It doesn't take much to make a whole new universe. And I know this because it didn't take much on my part. In fact, volition wise, I'd say it took almost zero. But it didn't take much for me to allow or enable the universe that exists now to manifest in a way that, much like the transition I'm undergoing, has rendered it almost unrecognizable. I don't connect to this current state of affairs in any way. Well, no, that's not true at all. I mean, Fully, I'm an engaging entity in this state of affairs, but I am not okay with it at all. And I know a lot of others aren't either. And it's it's a it's a disharmony. It's a it's a it's that feeling when you walk into a room and you know that there's secrets or whatever. There's just Schadenfreude about. And uh, as someone who's a master of pulling that tool out of the case, I just am now completely counter-tuned to that vibration. And I know I know it matters that I explain how and why all this went down. And the camel lionesses from the Caves of Wisdom laughed at me last night when I asked them a simple question. And I had had a question ready for like two weeks waiting to have a dream with them so that I could ask and then... Because of the events of the day, and I hadn't had a dream with them in it for a while. I mean, I only had this question for two weeks, but it had been months since I had this dream. And of course, last night, after a week of forcing square pegs into round holes, and I do mean forcing. They appeared, and they just laughed at me. And it's funny, because I've been waiting for them. Because, honestly, I had lost faith in them. Well, I had lost faith. I didn't understand some things, and I felt like they owed me some explanations. <laughs> and uh, I can laugh at that now. You see, when, uh, when the universe is trying to tell you something, it's not trying to tell you something in a way that's harsh. It really isn't. It's trying to tell you something that you'll see that lets you understand yourself. And if you're not having a giggle in that moment, you're missing the point. Like, (sighs) the universe understands. The universe is forgiving. And in spite of what looks like chaos and disharmony, the universe is kind. And we're all manifestations of that. And so, (laughs) when... When they showed me, (laughs) essentially, why I was being tested the way I was being tested, I mean, even I was like, you got to be kidding me, this is just, I didn't know, I had no idea. I had no idea, I get it, I didn't, you know, I don't know, we're so capable of just overlooking the little dippity-dip shit that we do that over time it adds up, and it just... It always feels insignificant in the moment, but it's not. Nothing is insignificant in the moment. As a matter of fact, everything in the moment is the only thing of significance there is. (sighs) You know, we keep chasing down some sort of data set as human beings in a quest for, what, ultimate truth? It's like if we can just back-engineer the situation, if we can just forward-think and whiteboard out the possibilities. If we could just narrow down all the variables in play, if we could just collect all the rhythmic action that's going on, if we could just see all the energy, all the matter, all the forces in play, we could figure out life. (laughs) Or at least I used to think that way, but it, that that isn't it it's not even close in fact if you can't see now that the quantum universe is swirling in an ever dynamic ebb and flow of energy influence that is absolutely unquantifiable there is no such thing as having the proper data set the data sets created by the observation of the action I mean You cannot escape being integrated into the data. You're the data. You're part of it. This is the test. Can you harmonize inside of this set of variables? Quit trying to figure out what the next moment is and appreciate the one that you're in. You were composed for it. Everything necessary. To succeed in this moment is right in your toolbox right now, whoever you are, however broken you are, none of it matters. And if you're living in the guilt of the actions you've taken in your past, either forgive yourself, find the forgiveness of others, or move on, because we need better things from you, all of you. And we can't just pretend that it doesn't matter. I don't care who you are. You know you can do better. So do it. Be better. And quit thinking about what you've done and think about what you can still do. Think about all the possibility you have to go out with grace and face the world in a capacity in which You want to elevate everyone you run into, into a better space. Do you know that you're capable of doing that? Because you are. I do it every day. And I'm just the meat guy. But I promise you, the sincerity I deliver at the meat counter matters. It provides the world a better space. And all of that's going to pay itself forward. I'm going to prove it. And it's not going to take much. Because, like I said, we're all given the tools when we arrive. We're just trained to ignore them. Or to discard them, misuse them, misunderstand them, forget about them we are so easily <sighs> we are so easily misled that honestly that part spooks me because I know I'm in some capacity deluded as I speak I can't help it I even know that there's a snare inside of language how can something that is it's it's uncommunicable to describe The connectivity inside, self-actualization, the realization that you are an entity of activity inside a physical space with the potential to change any of it based on what you want to have happen. Don't you see that's what gods are? We are the gods, all of us. We are shaping the universe to our liking. It's what we do. If you don't think that's the manifestation of godly power, what is? Other than organizing the universe to your liking. And yet, that isn't some implied selfish creed of mine, 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 mine. Because you know you weren't brought here thinking that. You weren't. You were brought here to harmonize with the universe. The idea of shaping the universe to your liking isn't about gathering up the most nuts. It's about creating and attuning the vibrational force within you to resonate directly with everything you experience. Everything. From the floor that I keep walking across that's creaking under my feet, to the dog that's sleeping in the sun on my couch, to the cat that's currently torturing itself in my bedroom, (sighs) to the sniffling you're putting up with as I speak into this microphone. Everything matters. And the more understanding The more forgiving and the kinder we can all be, the more the universe is going to be there to offer exactly that back. This destructive, influence-peddling, backroom-handshake-dealing world that we've created is, like I said, mostly my fault. And I'll explain how all that broke down. I owe that to all of you. And I have a solution. I really do. This is solvable all of it and I don't even think we have to work that hard to achieve it but I do know that we have to change our framework significantly for us to feel the value that we should have all felt our entire lives no one here should feel overlooked no one here should feel taken for granted and no one here should feel any less than divine and I say this as somebody who thought Well, the Anarchists and the Nihilists definitely have it all figured out. And I need some WD-40.